We got this. We are smart girlies. Who said that? I did. Hi, and welcome to Lesbians. I'm Armani. And I'm Mac. Grab your nearest queer and your nearest oat milk ice latte and get comfy and listen to us talk about everything and anything. Yes. Hey, everyone. Hello. Um, if Armani sounds a little bit better, it's because I got a microphone, but Makana has one too, but she won't be able to use it until Monday. So my microphone came in and I feel so official, but because Apple fucking sucks, I got like my, I have like one of the most recent versions of MacBook, but it doesn't have to be. So I ordered one of those fucking shit. I just dropped my phone. I ordered one of those things so I can, you know, plug it in and everything. But I'll be here till Monday. So if I sound like shit, that's why. Yeah. So, but it'll be okay because after Monday, we're going to sound really good. We made an investment in this podcast. It's our first big investment besides the like editing software, but that was only $15 a month or something. So I feel like it'll be worth it because I didn't know how else to edit without it. So you know we stem girlies but we ain't stem girlies like that <laughs> no we is not so i guess just a quick update i'm moving and it's really sh- fucking stressful i'm moving back to my mom's place for a month and then i'm moving to philly on the 8th of august so just going to be a lot of packing and a lot of moving and i'm moving tomorrow and driving 9 hours back to virginia but my dad's going to help me. God bless him. So yeah. I know. I'll never put in there. My mom does live in, uh, she doesn't live in Smithfield anymore. I was going to say where she lived at, but she doesn't live in Smithfield anymore. So at least there's that. When I like went to college, cause I obviously I went to college six hours away. I remember some people from school that still were in Smithfield were like, Hey, like, when are you going to like come back and visit? Never, never. The only time I did was that one time for New Year's. And I think it was freshman year because my parents lived there. But then after they moved out, they were like, when are you coming back? And I was like, I don't have a reason to. Yeah. So why would I? (laughs) Never. Yeah. So that's just, that's really the only update I have is just moving. But I will say one more thing. This guy that I used to be in love with um probably the only man I would ever like consider dating (laughs) I think it's one of those like unattainable things but like we've hooked up before and stuff like that but uh I think he lives in Hawaii now anyways he messaged me after we posted our episode about alpha males and he was like what kind of hairline does a sigma male have and I was like what the fuck is a sigma male and I like looked at I think it's like it's below alpha in between beta right I don't know. I didn't look it up. And I was like, I mean, I guess good if you're saying you're a Sigma male. Wait, but, I think yeah. Morgan is. What is it? I think it's below beta. I think it's like it's below beta. Yeah. Let me look it up real quick, actually. What is a he Sigma? He has a male? really good sense of humor. So he was obviously being funny. <laughs> I chuckled. So a Sigma male is a man within the sociosexual hierarchy who chooses to live his life outside the normal social dominance hierarchy structures of society that means so it's like a lone wolf i guess I, he it's even funnier now that i know about popular and successful but like super independent and self-reliant 
So you're that, just a narcissist being, basically. Yeah, that sounds like him. So, yeah. So okay. like the males are the normal people who don't identify as fucking alpha male. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Do you have any updates? Um. Well, I did want to say, you know, I'm still reading Agalia's Daughters. Yeah, but. I thought it was really funny because the part that I'm at, you know, just with, you know, everything that's still going on with Roe v. Wade, the part that they're talking about is they're having like abortion debates and like the men of the series are like, we should have abortion. But then it's really funny because all the women in the, or the mom within the book are taught how to perform self-abortions in school. And so that's why they're having such trouble like banning abortions because women already know how to do it. And I was like, go off pussy queen. I love that. But also talking about abortion, I'm just livid because, you know, we were doing a lot of research for this podcast and it led me into a lot of other things. And then I do just watch the news every morning And so I've been seeing a lot about um, there was that 10 year old girl that got raped in Ohio and she then had to, you know, travel to Indiana to have an abortion because she was like six weeks and three days or so. Ohio wouldn't give her an abortion. So she went to Indiana and it is. So I was talking to my dad about it and he was like, just listen to like what Fox News said. Just, just watch the episode about it. So I did. So I was like, you know what? I'll do it. And of course, it just got me so livid because so many people on the right are even denying that it happened. Like Jim Jordan, fuck you, Jim Jordan. He's already a traitor to the US, but he's like saying that the entire thing is a lie. And then uh, there's a lot of people that instead of focusing on the fact that one, a 10 year old girl got raped, that she couldn't get an abortion after her rape in the state that she lives in and that she had to travel from. They're focusing on the fact that the man who raped her was an illegal immigrant, which has literally nothing to do with the case at hand. It's just Republicans trying to deflect again. And it makes yeah. me so mad. And also some of the other things that they were saying, like on the show, it just goes to show you how little men know about the reproductive system and some women because some of the women in the comments were saying similar things um because you know they were saying like oh like a 10 year old can't even get pregnant like the average age of puberty in girls is 8 to 13 like i have i know people who have had their period at 7 years old the youngest person in the world to even give birth was 5 years old her name is Linda Medina she was the youngest person to give birth Obviously, she was raped because how else does a child get pregnant other than rape? Um, that's the thing that pisses me off, too. And I was trying to talk to my dad about it. I was like, do you not understand how damaging it is for all of these public figures to come over here saying that this is a lie? Like, that's one of the reasons that, like, people don't come forward about their own rapes is because people don't believe them. And then there are all these public figures being like, oh, this girl's, this 10-year-old is lying. So. That just, I'm just livid about that this week. That's what I'm mad about. I I had no idea that like the youngest person ever gave birth was five. That is deeply saddening. And I just can't imagine like, I can't imagine why she, I mean, I don't know if she 
be able to have an abortion or, you know, if anybody knew, because she is five, so she probably had no idea. She you know. was born in 1933, so this was a while ago. This was in the 30s. Yeah. So, and I also read something the other day that it was from a doctor who performs abortion. So he's an OBGYN, and he said that he had never encountered a childhood abortion until he started offering abortions past 15 weeks. Because oftentimes when children don't know, yeah, they don't know that they're pregnant until, you know, they're later, way later into the pregnancy and, you know, they're actually starting to show. And then of course, at that point, you know, it's way past any of the laws that allow abortion. Yeah. But of course, when you have a child that young, please sirens, just city things. But when you have a child that young, I mean, it's honestly a miracle that the girl that had a child at five years old even survived that. Because oftentimes when a child is so young, their body physically can't carry a child. Like, yes, physically can get pregnant because they've hit puberty. But it doesn't mean that their body is ready to carry a child. Yeah. That's what I'm mad about this week. I'm just, I mean, I'm mad. I'm going to be mad about it for a while because. Yeah, me too. People yeah. are stupid. Um, but I feel like everything that's happening these days, I mean, obviously abortion does stem from religion, like all the issues we're having, and that goes into what we're talking about today. Yes, but first we are going to also talk about the Ren Eleanor situation from TikTok. Um, if, in case you guys didn't know who Ren Eleanor is, she's actually a three-year-old child whose mom records her on TikTok. Her, her mom's name is Jacqueline and she has like 17.3 million followers on TikTok. And I'm pretty sure in most of her TikToks, she's not, the mom isn't even in the TikToks. It's just of the three-year-old and like her child is very, a very cute child, but like, ma'am, we need to talk about your comment section. We need to talk about your comment section and why you are literally exploiting your child for money to pedophiles. Well, it is, is like, obviously like her comment section is bad. And there were all those like Reddit threads that like were produced because of everything. The issue is, is she's not addressing how bad the comments are. She just turned her comments off. Yeah. And then still exploiting her child. Yeah. I have some screenshots from her comment section a man by jake mcdonald z and yes i'm gonna read these fucking weirdos names said is the child single asking for a friend a three-year-old her comment section on her instagram says beautiful god bless her men are commenting like hard eyes and and crying emojis one guy said what a hottie another guy said i have to swallow it's so delicious and then like a bunch of hard eye emojis from men and this was another one that I found where somebody said, how much is it to buy your child? And she liked the comment. She liked the comment? Yeah, she liked the comment. It's just liked by creator. See, that's the issue is like, because I know after she got a bunch of hate about the comments in general and not addressing them. And I mean, I guess liking them. All she did was turn off the comments, but you're still right. like, he's pedophiles are still getting what they want like they're still getting videos of your child 
like the videos don't have to be explicitly sexual yeah. for them to appease to a pedophile. Like I watched, well, cause you know, you told me like we were talking about this. So I watched a few videos about the whole grand situation and someone was talking about how, I guess someone had made a comment, like they figured out their husband was, I guess, a pedophile and obsessed with Ren because they found pictures on his phone, like pictures and videos of like kids, but it would be like a video of like a kid's feet, like a kid walking and stuff and just like their legs down and just really weird shit like that. And it's like, yes, like I understand like, oh, like you're a parent and like you can decide like what you show of your child, but also you're obviously getting these pedophilic comments and you're not protecting your child by removing them from the view. Yeah, I mean, that's probably her whole fan base is literally just fucking pedophiles because I don't know who, like, she also will dress her child in like teenage like clothes I've heard. I didn't see the videos myself because none of the videos that I watched like talking about the situation obviously would post them, but like she'll put her child in like crop tops. She's shown her child in the bathtub before and someone was like, uh, they commented and said, do this again, but with, with with less clothes of the child. And you keep posting your child. Like, you are fucking disgusting. You are disgusting. I understand, like, sure, you probably make a shit ton of money, but, like, your child is fucking three. Get a fucking make grip. On yourself. Like, not your child. Your child is not old enough to consent to doing that. And then... Also, because of how pedophilic the responses are to these videos, like, I feel so bad for Ren whenever she grows up. Yeah. And, like, realizes what she was used for when she was younger. Yeah. Could you, I mean, the trauma that that that's going to have to know that your mom literally just cared about money more than your safety, like, that is disgusting. Like, pretty much just promoted you to pedophiles right and it's like of course the pedophiles are the issue here but also if you keep giving them content then it's also on you because you know that they exist and turning off your comments is just avoiding the issue like it's not fixing anything because they're still seeing videos of your child and still you're just abusing your child at that point yeah, I want everyone on this podcast to go send hate to um, the account Ren Eleanor, not the actual child, to the mother, Jacqueline. Thank you. Yes, yeah, and hate to the mom. The child is obviously innocent. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, those were kind of like some of the stuff we wanted to talk about today. But now yeah. we're going to transition into the title of today's video, which we have not selected yet, but it's either going to be... Let me, let me preface this by saying... Some of the stuff that we say may come off as rude to people that practice any religion that we discuss, but I don't mean to be rude. It's just like funny. And I'm sorry if this is like offensive. Obviously, like I believe that everyone should be able to practice whatever religion they want. I don't think that people should be told what religion to follow or anything crazy like freedom of religion. But this is just me and McConnell's opinions. And that's it. 
Right. And I'm going to um, reflect back to the wise words of Daniel Sloss. Um, if nobody knows who he is, he is a Scottish comedian. He's very funny. He has a few stand-ups on Netflix. But there's one portion where he does talk about religion because he was raised atheist and both of his parents are intelligent. But <laughs> um, no, but he, in his comedy, he talks about religion and he says, you know, a hundred percent anyone has the right and I hundred percent accept the right and respect the right for you to practice whatever religion you want but you also have to accept the fact that I may not practice your religion and I think your religion is wrong like we don't have to agree we can respect each other's difference of beliefs but you can't tell me that you know yours is right over mine right Exactly. Um, so just come out and say it. Um, I'm pretty sure I'm not sure about Makana, but as of recently, like this year, I would definitely identify with being an atheist or, you know, I just don't believe anything happens when we die. So if that means atheist, call me an atheist. I don't care. Um, but yeah, I think that, I mean, I think that just nothing happens. And honestly, that's kind of what I hope. Um, <laughs> I don't want to continue. Right. Like, Obviously, like what Christians believe, you know, going to heaven and having like a, a amazing afterlife, like, which I also don't understand because I don't understand being alive forever, you know, just existing, like your consciousness being. I can't, Makana, I can't, I can't do that. I cannot live forever. <laughs> I cannot, my consciousness cannot live forever. It needs to end. It needs to end point. at one point, like, because, you know, I big Twilight fan over here, um, but if I was a vampire, I would want to die at one point. I put myself on fire. <clears throat> like somebody at one point, I would do something because you can only live for so long, and then I feel like you just get bored, right? We all die. You either kill yourself or get killed. I'm already bored. Okay. Also, I would, for my own beliefs, I consider myself like an agnostic atheist. Because there are times where, like, logically, I'm like, I, I really don't believe that anything exists after, like, just because of science and the universe and how everything works. But there is a part of me that wants to believe that there's something there. And then also just the fact with, like, history and, like, the kind of myths and folklore we have, like, I feel like something has to exist or more along the lines of, like, not something exists, but anything could exist, if that makes sense. That makes sense to me. I hope that there isn't anything that happens. So I don't want there to be anything that happens. I don't want there to be anything that exists. I just want to go into nothingness. God bless. Um. I believe it's like, I, I think of death as the same way as you would think about your existence before you were born. There's nothing there. You... It's not like you would know you're dead. There's just <laughs> nothing. It's a lack of existence. Right. Obviously, our human brains can't fully comprehend, but it's obviously yeah. something that. Yeah. So we can jump in to the topic of today, which is obviously religion, as we've talked about. Um, I do want to preface this by saying that I was raised like Baptist, Christian, whatever. I w- my family wasn't ever like, 
my mom was super religious growing up, but now she's kind of like faded out. She's still a Christian, but not like super religious. And she doesn't use uh, like Christianity as politic navigating, if that makes any sense. So, but yeah, I mean, I grew up going to church and stuff like that. Yeah, I also grew up going to church. Um, I was raised Southern Baptist, um, borderline of like just regular Baptist and fire and brimstone Baptist, just because my father was raised Baptist. So I would always go to my granny's church, which was just, you know, that normal Ron Mills Southern Baptism, not the fire and brimstone, just, you know, the kind baptism, like Baptist church. Um, but my mom, she was raised Seventh Day Adventist or Adventist or Damn. Adventist, however you say it. Um, which obviously it's a very strict religion, and but she doesn't follow it. So growing up, she would take us to different churches, and there was one time where she took us to a actual fire and brimstone church, and that was a terrifying experience. <laughs> yeah. There was another time she took us to a Vietnamese church, but she didn't get us the headphones, so I didn't understand. <laughs> <laughs> but the lunch afterwards was slapping, you know. Um, and then there was one time where there are two churches next door to each other, and she was trying to take us to a Baptist church, and then we ended up next door at the Lutheran church, and we just looked out of place because <laughs> as Baptists, we were dressed to the fucking nines to go to church. Lutherans, I guess, are just very casual. So everyone else was in like jeans and t-shirts, you know, just normal clothes. And we were in like suits and like dresses, like Easter formal type thing. <laughs> and we were like, this is, this is not it. And we went through half of the sermon between before my mother realized that we were at the wrong church. I absolutely love that story. So, but yeah, now I'm atheist agnostic. So yeah, well, uh, I did start going to church with my ex from high school for like two years because his parents were super religious. So I'd go to church with them, like just to like show face and act like I was a good person. Um, and the church, if anyone's curious, I'm literally going to call them out because they're the church is fucking weird. It's called Liberty. And uh, anybody in the 757 knows what church I'm talking about because they have fucking bumper stickers. Like, what the fuck? And uh, Does that have anything to do with Liberty University? No, no I oh. don't think so. But it's basically like a mega massive church. They have like one humongous one in Hampton. And then all the other church churches that they've built just like screen in the pastor like they don't have other pastors preaching they just have the normal pastor from the big church on a screen which is so fucking weird to me that just seems so phony and he was just phony as hell the pastor in my opinion so yeah that's and then I obviously stopped going once me and my ex broke up thank god go ahead that's the kind of church that I went to so after I graduated high school I went to you know college for a year and then I spent the summer with my aunt for you know the summer between freshman and sophomore year and she's super religious so I went to a church with her and it's a non-denominational church kind of the same thing where they have like an on-screen pastor like we had a pastor of like our own church yeah it's giving Joel Olstein. we had yeah. a pastor of our own church but for like the sermons and the actual service yeah. 
it was a pastor from a different one which I did like that pastor he was nice like I do think like that church has like better values and like some that you see but at the same time it's still like weird it's just it, it, there's some kind of disconnect yeah so obviously me and Makana only have experience with Christianity um I used to be really spiritual into like manifestation and stuff like that but then I was like this shit is like literally doesn't fucking work so um yeah I just like vibe now and it's like very peaceful um my money bowl I did a money bowl one time and it didn't bring me money so fuck that shit. yeah um I just kind of believe whatever happens happens and you just go with the fucking flow you know what I mean I try to think of our lives as minuscule as like an ant. Yeah. Like we're no better than an ant. We have no greater purpose than an ant and we're just going to live our lives and we're going to, we just happen to live in a hyper-technological society. Right. And we're just going to live and then we're going to die. And that's, I don't, I don't think that there's any higher purpose. We just happen to have these like high technologies that make it seem Right, exactly. I 100% believe that. Um, So like, I'm just going to kind of like briefly talk about some of like the major philosophers and what they thought, just because philosophers are obviously considered to be very intelligent people. So this is just what some, I mean, obviously, there's going to be philosophers that believed in Christ or any, you know, some kind of gods, like either polytheist or monotheist. Right. And so Armani's going to go ahead and go into like the philosophers. And then later on, I'm going to go into like the major world religions, just so that we cover more than just Christianity, Christianity and philosophers majorly. Yeah. I do have some notes on like other religions as well, but I just feel like Christianity is obviously the one that I can talk about more easily since that's what I've experienced with. But so everybody knows our communist king, Karl Marx. He was a German, uh, German economist, philosopher, and revolutionary whose writings from the basis of the body of ideas known as Marxism. He, so this is just something that I pulled just to see what his beliefs were. Um, so he believed that religion was a pure myth. Same. Marx notes that religion clearly benefits those people in an alienated society, but the ruling class benefits the most because of one of the unintended consequences of religious beliefs. So a lot of early age philosophers in general believed that religion was born of fear and ignorance and that the understanding of the natural world would free people of its shackles, which is also how I feel about religion. Like religion has y'all in a chokehold. You're following the writings of people you literally don't even know. I mean, like, I guess you could say that about philosophers too, but everybody knows that they actually existed. (laughs) I feel like what you were saying just about like how Karl Marx described religion, it it just made me think of The Handmaid's Tale, which is like the control and everything. Like I understand that they're social creatures and religion is kind of just something that gets tied in just because of the way that our brains work. But there's just that control aspect that makes me hate the construct of religion. Right, exactly. Um, Sam Harris, I believe he's like a podcaster and stuff like that. He has like, uh, I forgot the name of it, doesn't matter. But he's a, a new age philosopher who's like alive today. He said he compared religion to a mental illness, saying that it allows otherwise normal human beings to reap the fruits of madness and consider them holy. 
According to a retrospective study of Abraham, Moses, Jesus Christ, and the Apostle Paul, they may have had psychotic disorders that contributed to the inspiration of their revelations. Um, Another, I think, I believe this was from a neuroscientist. I'm not going to say his name, so I'm going to butcher it, but it will be in the sources. Uh, he said, it is possible that great religious leaders had temporal lobe seizures and this predisposes them to visions, having mystical experiences. So like, sure, like maybe Jesus really did walk the earth or whatever, but like uh, Makana even said this, that there was like many other prophets at the same fucking time. So why, like, I think Jesus was probably just like the nicest one. So that's why they wrote about him. No, literally, I took a class on religion and magic, and obviously, you know, Jesus did all these things, you know, healed leprosy and made people not blind and a burning bush, all all of those things. But there were like 15 other guys at the same exact time in the same exact area that were doing the same exact thing. So how does that relate? And also, like, with the, you know, these guys may have had, like, illnesses like I automatically think when people will say like God was speaking to me like sweetie no you have schizophrenia you literally have schizophrenia go get checked out because God did not speak to you babes go checked out because why is God speaking to you and not me that's actually my biggest question is because through my entire life I've struggled with religion and my biggest thing was if I'm talking to God all the time and he's supposed to talk back to me, where the fuck is he? Because also where has he been for the past 300 years, at least more than that, honestly, because all the biblical stories, people are like, Oh God's here, 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 and here. Where is he today? I don't he seemed like he was, po- he used to be popping off and now he's silent. Um, were you silent or were you silenced? He was silent during the Holocaust. He was silent during slavery. During every mass genocide in other countries as well, Rwanda. And then, you know, what's happening in China right now, he's just, he just doesn't want to show that. But he wanted to kill every firstborn because Moses didn't kill his firstborn son. Like, what? Like, what? Come on. We're going to get into the Bible's fairy tales in a little bit. But yeah, um, like Sartre, who's also, he used to be, uh, he's a, more like relevant because I believe he was writing kind of in the forties and he basically said that people who claim to have heard God, like, how do they even know that that was God? Like, how do you know for certain that that was God speaking to you? And like, you don't know, you might have a mental illness, babe. (laughs) And also religious people are always like, Oh, Satan is trying to tell you, like Satan is trying to lead you down the wrong path. How do you know if it's Satan or God leading you? Right. I don't want to hear that because first of all, how do you know? How do you know that that's true? How do you? If if it's just some random voice speaking to you, who says what's God and what's Satan? Because you can also talk about morality. Who says what is more and what is not? So how do you know God or Satan is speaking to you? Exactly. Exactly. That is a very good point. Um, Let's see. So these, this is just a couple of notes that I took about things that people have done in the name of a religion. So Christians literally not only murdered other Christians back in the good old days, but they also murdered Native Americans for not being baptized. Okay, that, that literally makes sense. Um, like if you were teaching someone a religion to make them be, like if you were giving someone things 
with the expect that they are going to join your religion, that is colonialism. That is not religion. That is you colonizing another culture. Yeah, it just made me think of that guy. I'm pretty sure this happened more than once. So there was this white guy who went to a, uh, don't know what. Um, the guy that got killed because yes. he like, yeah, to like a, he went to like an, a, a tribe who has never had contact with the outside world and brought them the fucking Bible because he was like, they need God in their lives. And they fucking killed him as they fucking should, because what the fuck? As soon as they saw that white man, they were probably like, Mm-mm, disease. Well, he probably would have given them diseases not to go to that island because they haven't had contact with humans and they will kill you. Yeah. But he was like, no, I'm going to do it in the name of Christ. And now he's dead. Yeah. How did Christ help you? <laughs> I guess God did not want you to do that because I, I suppose he would have saved you if uh, if that would have happened. And I'm really sick of people in the name of religion going to other countries and offering them help, but only if they take on your religion. I think that that is the stupidest fucking thing I've ever heard. And you're not a saint. You don't do good things and you're not a good person. No, I mean, there is so much just in American history period about them doing that to the native americans and just destroying native culture yeah by forcing them to become christians what about like people dying and everybody being like god needed them oh yeah morgan just made a point like i don't know if you guys could hear that but just anytime that someone dies people are like oh that was god's plan god needed them for something else more than yeah like this was this was a this this was god's plan which i think that in euphoria that there is a if anyone has seen euphoria sorry for i mean this isn't really a spoiler but there's this one part when zendaya's character talks about in euphoria her dad died from cancer and her sponsor tries telling her like oh like god has a plan for everyone god has a plan but she was like but what what was my plan like what was my father dying like he was supposed to be here for me like his plan should have been there for me not (laughs) him dying for fucking god or something and i feel like that's like obviously i'm not doing a great job right now but if anyone wants to go back and watch that scene it does an amazing job of really just breaking down that that, yeah challenging that idea that oh god has a plan for everyone you died for a certain reason like childhood cancer explain that to me oh we're gonna get into that we're gonna get into that don't you worry um also some um other like influential or how influential some religious communities like catholics and muslims can be hostile towards medical information intervention and treatment so many Muslims saw the polio vaccine as a conspiracy and allowed the disease to keep spreading. And the Catholic Church saw the HIV outbreak in Africa as a reason to believe that condoms were ineffective and convinced people not to wear them, contributing to the outbreak as well. And some Muslims and Catholics also believe that HIV and HPV, which is, I think it's human papillomavirus, um, our punishments for sexual sin, particularly homosexuality. So we love that. And then the Boy Scouts of America has opened its organization to gays and to girls, but it continues to bar any participate, any participant who will not pledge to do my duty to God. Um, so yeah, in the same thing I have, do you like the analogy that Jesus is the Santa Claus for adults? 
God is Santa Claus for adults. Just trying to get some people to some to believe in. I think that the Venn diagram between Christians and Disney adults is a circle. It 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 is a circle. Thank you. It is. Um. So I also read a book that I cannot show to my mother because I'll get kicked out probably. So my mom is not mad about me being gay, but could you imagine if she saw a book titled The Atheist Manifesto by Michael Onfray? I will say, um, first of all, my mom keeps texting me to go on ski trips this year. She's trying to entice me because she keeps trying to get a house where you can ski right down. Like, I don't know. Anyone who is into winter sports that skis and snowboards, like, you know, that there are the houses at the top of mountains where you can ski straight down. Um, she keeps trying to get me to come on those. The last ski trip we went on, I was having a intellectual conversation with my father about religion. And she overheard that. I said that, you know, like I'm an atheist, like I'm agnostic. I, I don't believe in God. And she went on a fucking rampage like she has never said anything meaner to me in my life than that conversation um and I'll get into this or like later on but like she just got into like religion and then also like me being gay and that led me to like listening to the entire Selmer album so not okay not okay uh, okay, so The Atheist Manifesto by Michael Onfray. This is a direct quote from the book. It says, you cannot kill a breeze, a wind, a fragrance. You cannot kill a dream or ambition. God, manufactured by mortals in their own quintessential image, exists only to make daily life bearable despite the path that every one of us treads towards extinction. Extinction. As long as men are obliged to die, some of them are unable to endure the prospect and will concoct fond illusions. We cannot assassinate or kill an illusion. In fact, an illusion is more likely to kill us for God puts to death everything that stands up against him, beginning with reason, intelligence, the critical mind, and all the rest of it follows in a chain reaction, which I do think that like, that's why so many like Christians at least like don't or had an issue with philosophers and a lot of like early age philosophers were put to death because of their beliefs of not believing in God. Um, it's like, they cannot accept that some people just will not believe in it. Like, why don't you just go on your fucking merry way? Right. And the whole thing between, cause I've had a lot of discussions with my dad about this. He is a self-identified Christian. Like he was raised Christian. He still believes he's a Christian. He doesn't go to church or anything like that, but you know, he still identifies as Christian. And anytime I've had to have conversations with him about religion, he always quotes that, you know, God has given you free will. So, so we have the free will to do anything that we like. And, you know, if we do sin, then that's our choice and we go to hell. That's kind of his whole ideology of it. But, but my thing is like, do you really have free will if you have to do X, Y, and Z to go to heaven or else you're going to burn in eternity for hell? Like that doesn't sound like free will to me. That, that sounds like the opposite of free will. That sounds like an instruction manual. Yeah. Like, not, like if you have to do a certain amount of things to go somewhere, like that's not free will that you have to do these things to do that like they're right like I don't need religion to be a good person so 
that's why I have always thought, again, Daniel Schwartz has something about being a good person in his stand-up, but I've told my father this too. Like, I, it might be arrogant, but I've always thought that I am a better person as an atheist or as agnostic than somebody that is extremely religious because I am a good person in life just to be a good person, not because I have the threat of going to hell. Like I'm a good person despite, like I'm just gonna be a good person to be a good person, not just because someone is threatening me that I'll suffer for eternity for being bad. Exactly, exactly. Um, Yeah, but basically, uh, in the Atheist Manifesto, another thing that he said was that God in whatever form of religion is created to ease people when a loved one dies. So obviously, like, of course, like, if I could see my loved ones again once I pass or they pass, like, obviously, that would be great. But that's obviously just a way, which I think a lot of people use religion as a way to, like, because it is very difficult to, like, conceptually grasp what happens when you die but like I kind of think of it almost like when a grasshopper dies I'm sure that nothing happened so what's so special about us like obviously we've created a technological society and we have advanced in so many ways and we obviously have like a consciousness and stuff but that's the only thing that really separates us from other things like they are living that we're all living on the same earth so you're trying to tell me every fucking grasshopper that dies goes somewhere Right, like I try to think about that in like the terms of like ants. Like there's like an ant heaven. Okay, I mean I understand that it's comforting yeah. to think that someone goes to a nicer place. Like my aunt just died, and I loved her very very much, and she was really religious. So I feel like in respect for her, like I like to think that she went to heaven and that she's doing well up there, and also like you know, during her funeral and everything, like my grandmother's super religious. So of course, during the funeral, I'm not going to say like, oh, like God's not real. Heaven's not real. But like, I I understand like the comfort aspect of it. Yeah, I totally, I totally understand. During her funeral is so like my uncle gave like her eulogy, just, you know, talking about how great of a person she was and how she impacted like her family members and her friends' lives. And then the pastor of my grandmother's church came up and started giving a sermon, pretty much saying, like, as long as you believe in God, you'll see her again. But if you don't believe in God, you're fucked. You're never going to see her again. You're not going to heaven. And it really made me so upset because I love my aunt so much. And we had very, like, similar ideologies about things. We were kind of just, like, the free spirits of the family. And it pisses me off so much for, like, some random pastor to tell me that yeah, my relationship with my aunt, like, I'm never going to see her again be- just because I don't believe in God. Yeah. Like, That's that pissed me off so much. Yeah. Um. Another thing that he said was God's existence has historically generated in his name, more battles, massacres, conflicts, and wars than peace, serenity, brotherly love, forgiveness of sins, intolerance, 100%. My dad always 
tries to defend Christianity by bringing up the Crusades, and I'm like, how is that a defense? You <laughs> what do you mean? Yeah. So, um, my last little tidbit I want to add in here is just like the general case against God and like why I'm an atheist. Obviously, you've heard like tidbits of why, but. As McConnell said earlier, the fact that thousands of children die every day with their parents praying and asking God to save their child with no answer, and the parents are left to grieve. So either God isn't as powerful as people say he is, he, he doesn't care, or he's just evil by our standards of what's good and bad. So, and and that's completely complete facts. Like the fact that children get cancer, the fact that children are dying in of starvation, of thirst. Santa, bro. Like, that's, like, the one of the biggest things. Like, I know we have a bunch of Bible quotes in here, but one of the biggest things that has, like, kept me, like, questioning Christianity is the fact that they believe that God is just omniscient and all-knowing. If you were all-knowing, sin wouldn't exist. Because if you're all-knowing, you know exactly every single action we're going to take in our life. You have already predated that so it's it's really your choice if we sin or not all right so and it's like also if you are an omniscient god and you control everything why are you giving kids cancer right also christians believe that god freed the israeli uh the israelites from slavery yet allowed multitudes to be born into slavery and die as slaves in the american south he also said to have added 15 years to king Ezekiel's, I don't know who the fuck that is, life, but does nothing for children whose lives are cut short by leukemia and other child cancer. Right. And I also think about, um, you know, obviously like in the Old Testament and the Torah, you know, when the like Jewish people were in, or it was the Israelites or someone, they were in the desert for like 40 years or something. Yeah. And it's like, how many kids and people died within those 40 years for them to prove themselves worthy of God? It, it doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. And just like some of the worst people that we know from history were doing things in the name of God. Dan Lafferty, exactly. if you've seen Under the Banner of Heaven, he's not as popular because you I'm not going to say he only killed a woman and her child, but he killed a woman and her child. They were fundamentalist Mormons because God told him to. Um, you're insane. Um, well, it's like what? Uh, Abraham told God to kill his firstborn. And then like right before he killed him, he was like, uh, 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 just kidding. You know, I just oh, wanted well. to make sure you were faithful. Like, are you what? I love, I love when people are like, oh, God is pro-life. Like, no, God killed one every woman <laughs> man and child in that flood other yeah. than noah and that Canada. alleged that alleged flood and then also i what is it king saul or king solomon he killed every firstborn child yeah and like put them in the river or something pro chose pro-life who pro-life who yeah um, not, not not god not god he killed his own son let's let's, <laughs> let's be real um uh david koresh the waco crazy guy or whatever jim jones everybody knows who the fuck they are um 
really prominent people that said that God was speaking to them, which obviously they could have just lied and been evil, but like, it seems like there's a trend here, but I'm going to talk about a couple of really fun Bible verses. Um, I didn't actually read the Bible. I just copied this from Wikipedia. Um, So yeah. So the Bible prescribes a host of detestable moral guidelines. So for an example, if an Israelite man desires a female captive from war, he is permitted to force her to be his wife. That was in Deuteronomy 21, 10 through 14. If a virgin who is pledged to be married is raped, but fails to cry out, she is stoned along with her rapist, Deuteronomy 22. I don't know what this means. 22. And then it has the colon and then 20. I know it's verses. Anyways. 22, verse 23 through 24. Thank you. I'm not a Christian. Um, While if a virgin who is, not pledged to be married is raped and does not cry out then she must marry her attacker um in psalms 137 verse 9 touts the pleasure of dashing children against rocks (laughs) and then a full-scale genocide is prescribed throughout the old testament deuteronomy 7 verse 1 through 2 and deuteronomy verse uh deuteronomy 20 verse 16 sorry y'all i I just want the christians to know you can go look this shit up if any if god loves anything god loves a good genocide (laughs) loves a good genocide because the g god is for genocide (laughs) no but like the thing is now we can talk about just how the bible is a book of fairy tales like come on you know that shit didn't happen the flood really because guess what we can prove the dinosaurs actually existed through bones we know that a meteorite hit earth and like killed a lot of the life that was on here that's why we don't have dinosaurs but where's the evidence of this flood the second jesus did not walk on water shut the fuck up because if jesus can walk on water like because even my dad was saying this like basically they made jesus do all of these crazy things that we'll never compare to you know what i mean it's just reminding me it's from well i said this i said this the other day you know like regarding like at least the flood i feel like if because i mean i don't believe in the bible but i believe that you know everything could be in existence so like for example like we have a lot of fucking stories about vampires so maybe vampires exist at one point in time we just don't know so like for example with the flood if it did actually happen i like my understanding of it would be as if like some a cop apocalyptic event happened in the world where like the entire world was flooded but we were an advanced society enough at that point that somebody was able to you know save all the life the same way that we have like every kind of agriculture seed on the space station you know like just in a way that somebody would have been able to do that but then because the flood happened they basically had to start over and that restarted humanity but that's the only way I can think of it like I can't think of it in the way of just like a flood happened <laughs> and people got on a boat shut the fuck up no you just didn't you didn't just bring every animal in the boat from fucking West Virginia <laughs> like shut the fuck up like <laughs> that's just stupid come on and like the whole Jesus healing people and stuff like that. Obviously, I mean, I didn't read the Bible, so I, I'm just hearing stories and stuff of him. People did that. Like, and healing Jesus, people. Like, was a magician. So No, but it makes me think of those crazy-ass pastors. I know who you know. You know who I'm talking about. Those crazy pastors who would have, like, people sit in, like, 
the little pews or whatever and be like, I'm going to heal somebody of cancer today. And then they like bring up a fake person that they like, you know, like did this. And they all of a sudden have the Holy Spirit and the whole thing and everything. And it's like, no, that's, y'all are taken. Y'all are that's the only way i can imagine that jesus actually did any of this stuff is it was all like a scam like he was just scamming how do you heal someone from leprosy what the fuck do you mean no yeah i'm like babes the bible isn't real nothing in the book happened except for like unless it was a historical event that we can prove happened right there were a lot of magicians in the time that jesus was around and they were all also supposedly doing things that jesus did yeah, like a bunch of people healed blind people, a bunch of people healed <laughs> a bunch of people lit a fucking bush on fire. And then we turned like one yeah, fish special. to like enough fish to like feed. It's like okay, so why doesn't he do that with the kids in fucking countries that don't have any fucking food? Like, shut That's the fuck up. This question about religion now is like, because I think with just what you know, what the book says, what you know, religion says, just that, yes. I could believe that. But with the time that we're in and everything that's happened, like all the children that are going hungry, all of these things that are happening, all the wars, all the famine, all the genocide, where is God? If God is all powerful, where the fuck is he right now? Where is he? Because let's show up and let's let's do some godly shit. <laughs> this is a call out to God. Um if you are real, I would like you to appear any day now, um, any day now for the Ukraines, for the children with cancer, for the kids who are starving here and in other countries, for the homelessness, for the people with drug problems. Please just show up whenever, whenever it's convenient for you. I, it must be on his calendar somewhere. I have tried to like do that argument to my dad, you know, like if God is real, where is he right now? And he's always like, well, you know, God probably shows up and like people just don't believe that he's real because it's some guy saying like he's God. And, you know, of course, people don't believe him because he's in some pub in New Jersey. If God is all so powerful, make people believe in you. Like, I don't understand like the manipulation that's like, oh, I'm going to trick you. Like, you have to believe me, but only if you see these certain signs, like shut the fuck up oh right. my like, I'm just... i like i also made some notes against like some of the bible verses that you had and it honestly like i remember when i first read the bible verses like i was just like i want to throw up yeah but i think you know what would be so funny because i mean we both live in the bible belt so we get it but anyone that doesn't live in the bible belt in the bible belt there are if you take a trip anywhere between fucking like Tennessee and Florida, you are going to see a billboard that says Jesus saves or some kind of ridiculous Bible verse. You know what I want to see happen? If I had money, I would do this. But someone who has money that would like to do this and is listening right now, please do it. I want to see someone make billboards in the Bible belt that just have the Bible quotes that people don't want to see, you know, the ones about stoning women, the ones about women being property and all of that, all, all of the God awful Bible verses that are are within the Bible. I want people to put those on billboards so people can see them when they're driving by. Or why don't these people that put up these billboards say Jesus save? Why don't you actually give that money back to your fucking community instead of putting on a fucking billboard, Jesus save, shut the fuck up. 
literally like if you want to actually help your community put that money towards it instead of just jesus could save that billboard into um uh, exactly morgan said jesus could make that billboard money into somebody else's pocket like come on come on now all right i i finished up uh i gotta pick my dad up in like 20 minutes so (laughs) okay i can i can finish myself in 20 minutes um i also wanted to say like just along with those bible verses one of my friends like commented like he he messaged me today just about you know our podcast and everything he sent me this one video from this person I think he's he's kind of like the fresh and fit podcast guys. He has like his own like podcast and everything. His name is Cobra Tate. Uh, it's yeah, it's awful. So he sent me a clip. It it was a clip off of some podcast he did on Barstool. And so he was saying that like a woman is a man's property. So like, you know, if a woman is dating a man, like that he that she is that man's property. I saw that. Yeah. So he sent me that. He was like, you, you guys need to roast this guy because he, he obviously listened to our last one. And I was like, but I will. You and just I, wait. I also wanted to mention that within this one, just because with talking about Bible verses, I feel like that kind of motherless behavior is just mm. you know, created by these kind of Bible verses because you were so many verses within the Bible talk, within the Bible and other, you know, religious texts talk about women being property being submissive to their husbands and all of this stuff so obviously that creates a culture around women being submissive and being property of their husbands which pisses me off so much because there is a bible verses in exodus that talks about women being the property of their husbands in the same way that their livestock and their children are their property yeah so Yeah. And I also did a lot of research just about, you know, other major religions. Um, And so just because obviously we've been talking about Christianity a lot, I don't want to just talk about Christianity because there are a lot of other world religions. Obviously in America, Christianity is the main one, but we do see other things. Um, So I did a little bit of research about the five major world religions so religion as a whole is just driven by eternal mysteries you know the human experience is a mystery so people are just gonna make up things to make things make sense yeah so i'm gonna start with hinduism so hinduism is the religion of india so it dates back five millennia so it starts with krishna you have karma and dharma You don't really worry about how things turn out. You know, if you follow your dharma, you get good karma and you have a better life. So I feel like the basis of that is if you do good, you get good. Easy. Makes sense. So, okay. Um, And of course, you know, Hinduism does have that real rebirth. So like reincarnation, which is something that I have always kind of believed in. I feel like reincarnation is just one of those more likely things not really sure why but of course you know with that wheel of rebirth you know if you continue to lead good lives you can eventually escape that will and then eventually you know you can become like one brahma which is like just a lot of guys within mm-hmm. 
So from there, I'm going to go to Judaism. So um, Judaism is, they have the Torah, which is the Old Testament part of the Bible. So this is where, you know, Abraham and Sarah leave Mesopotamia, which is also talking about Mesopotamia. That's another reason why religion is just, it just doesn't make sense to me because a lot of the main religions that you see in the world happen post Mesopotamia. So what happens to all the people that lived in those decades before that? Like, are they are they just fucked because it didn't exist at that point? Like, well, I suppose so. Hello. Um, so yeah, so Abraham and Sarah leave Mesopotamia and they left and they have many, many descendants, which eventually, you know, turns into Israel. And then Israel becomes enslaved in Egypt. Um, and they have a prophet Moses, and you know, Moses goes to the Red Sea and everything. Um, so they eventually conquered the promised land that they did keep for a few hundred years. Um, but then it went from a more of a, like a temple religion to a religion of the book, which is what you see today. So like faith and faith and remembrance. So every item within like Passover talks about escape from slavery. And, you know, there are 14 million Jews in the world. Um, but I do, I do think it's, um, I I just do want to say that it seems to me, as far as in my daily life with my politics, the only religion that seems to come in conflict with what I do is Christianity. And that's why I say, fuck you to Christianity. I have never once heard a person who practices Judaism buddhism hinduism they have never come in contact with me like they've never tried to control me as someone who does not believe in their religion i've never had anybody of those religions tell me i'm going to hell because i don't believe in their religion or muslim or or even muslim people like obviously i know that people that practice or that follow islam you know they have their own problems over uh in those countries but you know as far as i'm concerned I have not had any issues with any of those other four religions. Right. I feel like as far as us as Americans, like we deal with Christianity for the most part more than we deal with hatred. Like, I mean, as an American, I've never dealt with hatred other than Christianity. Like no other Catholics. Is Christianity and is Catholics an offshoot of Christianity? I guess it is, right? Yeah, it is like Catholicism is within Christianity. So yeah, Christianity really has been the only hatred that I've experienced (laughs) within America. Um, The other like, so yeah, so I was going to talk about Buddhism and Islam too. Um, you know, two religions that we have not experienced hate from in the Americas. Uh, But so for Buddhism, it's actually interesting because I took class in college where we read a book about Siddhartha. Um, so Siddhartha was uh, convinced that, you know, his mother was visited by by like a god while he was while she was asleep. And <laughs> he was born. OK, so he witnessed a lot of, you know, suffering in later life. And this kind of led into like reincarnation. So he was saying that, you know, this attachment may be to like material things. So from there, he kind of became a beggar. 
which with like a lot of my studies within like Siddhartha and everything, I do really respect his journey because I feel like he went through a lot of different phases that some people don't like he had that experience as a beggar you know through life and everything um and he was looking for a lot of answers like at extremes which weren't working for him which I feel like that goes into like kind of how Christianity is in America right now like a lot of people are focusing on extremes and it's not working like what matters is exercising your religion and balance um so this caused like a selfish craving for one's fulfillment over others um so from that he became a buddha so the enlightened one not only just one but one of the first um so buddhahood is really just enlightenment many buddhists believe in like gods or gods um but actions are more important than the gods or gods. So that's kind of what I would say separates it from Christianity, at least in my understanding, because in Christianity, you know, God is so important. And even though actions are important, all your actions kind of have to lead up to God rather than your actions being more important than God. So for this, Krishna is God in human form. And so from this, Christianity grew out of Judaism the same way that Buddhism grew out of Hinduism. Um, and it's actually really interesting because I did find out some things about Jesus from like looking up things about Buddhism. So through Buddhism, you know, they teach that Jesus was about 30 when being when he became his journey which has also also confused me about christianity because you know jesus was like god's son from the beginning you know like yeah what's her mary she already knew that um god was or her son was god's son so it's like she waited until he was 30 for him to begin that journey but okay yeah but okay um and then, of course, you know, it goes into, you know, he was crucified and then, you know, his tomb was found empty. He was resurrected. Um, and so from that, you know, baptism kind of washes away sin the same way Jesus left his life as a carpenter. So that was another thing. This is actually something that I learned a little bit more about is because I remember like, Jesus was raised as a Jew and he was a carpenter. So it was like, how did he get into Christianity? This stuff just, it just doesn't make sense. Like it just doesn't make sense how we get so much stuff out. Of, it's just better not to believe in any of it. Cause <laughs> this I know. Just- the way that they explained it is the same way that Jesus left his life as a carpenter to become like, I mean, I guess Jesus is the same way baptism works. Like, the way that Jesus washed away his life as a carpenter to become Christ is the same way that you wash away your sins when you're baptized. I have been baptized. Um, I wish I could take that back because what the actual fuck? I have been baptized too. So according to Baptists, I'm going to heaven no matter what. No matter what. So it doesn't matter what the fuck I say. Yeah. Um, Mom still gets mad at me for getting baptized and not believing in Jesus. (laughs) Wait, she's I just better than me because she doesn't believe in Jesus, but she never got baptized. 
Okay, yeah. So now um, I'm going to go into Islam because, you know, that is another major world religion. So, you know, it became, it began with Muhammad um, and he, you know, met with the angel Gabriel, who was, you know, delivering him the words of Allah. So, of course, the word of God. Oh, wait. Oh. I do have one thing I want to say really quick. Um, In my atheist manifesto book, I'm pretty sure it talked about how in um, what, what's the politically correct way to say it? People that follow Islam and that culture, it's okay to marry nine-year-olds and uh, children. And it's all because Mohammed had, when he was like 60, he married a nine-year-old. Yeah. So now like children can be married off to men as like pleasure wives for a couple of days. And then they just like give them back. Um, that is fucking disgusting. That's that- all I have to say. That's fucking awful. Yeah, those those are the things that make me hate organized religion. I mean, obviously nobody, I'm not saying every single person who practices Muslim religion does that and believes that, that's not what I'm saying, but yeah. Right, but you know, going back to the, you know, the beginnings, Muhammad was a merchant um, and he became the first Muslim, AKA someone who submits to God. So, you know, there are five pillars of Islam and similar to Christianity, there's no other God than Allah. And then Muhammad is the prophet, similar to how Christ is the savior. Um, but of course, different than uh, Christianity, Muslims do pray five times a day. They also give 3% of their net worth to the poor, which I'm pretty sure is more than Christians because there's no actual percentage of net worth dedicated in the Bible to give to the poor. Hey, at least they're doing that. So, um, and then of course, Islam is the second largest religion at 1.5 billion Muslims. So, and I will say like the common thing to all of the religions that I was talking about is the appeal is beyond realities. And then also just that fear aspect of that. Something bad is going to happen if you don't follow X, Y, and Z. Yeah. yeah um i do you want to wrap it up yeah do we want to just do like a different episode about like christianity and like yeah because we can do multiple okay yeah that works okay we can we need episode ideas anyway so (laughs) it's better if we don't uh because you have a lot of notes you have a lot to say and i have to watch some girl defined episodes maybe we'll We'll do a girl defined episode okay I also found a few uh, Christian Fit episodes that I want to talk about. So I'll send you. They're only like 20 minutes. So they're not fucking awful. Good. (laughs) Good. Because I can only stand it for so fucking long. Um, But yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed this journey. And obviously, as another just thing to say is that we are not saying that we hate anybody that follows these religions i respect your decision to follow a religion but also you have to respect the fact that some people don't believe in your religion correct like we're not trying to tell you that you're wrong we just believe in something different and that's fine so yeah and we're just gonna I mean, we're going to have a lot of different episodes just continuing to break down different Right. the fire truck again. The Charlotte things. Okay. Yeah. So we'll have like a lot of different episodes about, you know, different aspects of religion. If you guys have anything like specific that you want to talk about, you know, maybe like a specific religious trauma you've just 
like had yourself that you want to share then you know we can talk about that but yeah yeah and thank you guys so much for joining this week's episode and next time i'm recording i will be in ba unfortunately but i'll be have a microphone yeah (laughs) we're gonna sound so good next time but yep thank you guys for joining bye bye